Hello and welcome to Built for Marketing Talks, a podcast where we explore key industry challenges with the experts who understand them best. My name is Suzanne and for our first episode we will be looking into the digital future of the built environment. Due to political, social, technological and environmental requirements, building designs are becoming more complex. Consequently, the need to change how construction is managed, delivered and operated also has to evolve. Over the years, the construction industry has been moving away from the traditional ways of working and towards a digital future for information management. Joining me in this conversation today is Matt Samways, Managing Director of Amos Digital Construction and BIM Consultants. I think the pandemic has helped by sort of, well, forcing people to use digital technology. So not necessarily the the digital information management associated to BIM and things like that, but just the use of Teams and Zoom and stuff like that, people just getting used to using technology. And I think that will help pave the way for companies to sort of take a step back and think, well, actually, you know, it doesn't need to be that difficult. It didn't take us that long to get used to this way of communicating. Um, Maybe we should should, uh, have a look at other ways of digitising. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, and um, there are new standards coming out, aren't there? And also, we mentioned previously around the fire regulations coming. Do you think that will have much of an impact in terms of, or do you think that's also a driving force in us regulating how we work within the industry? Yes, uh, there's definitely standards and legislation that's coming out soon, uh, which will certainly help push digitisation. We've tried as a, as a country from government, we've tried mandating the use of digital technologies previously in 2011. It wasn't as, as successful as uh, the government perhaps hoped it was. Uh, but there's one thing, the government mandating stuff on their own level for central government projects, that they can mandate that and they can require people to work differently. But I think following the Grenfell disaster, the Hackett report, which has then sort of led on to the building safety bill and the golden thread, we're not just talking about a government mandate now. We're talking about a, a legal requirement for, for people that if they are building a certain type of uh, facility, then they have a, a requirement to deliver that golden thread. And that does mean digital open information. So there is no choice anymore. So I think that is going to be a huge driver, um, which, you know, if, they, if they're going to have to be asking for the golden thread, then you know, there they, they might as well be using digital and all of their information requirements. It's a shame it has to come to legal requirements, though, um, to make people do it, because the efficiencies are there for everybody anyway. But uh, but I think, yeah, I think that will be a a big driver. Yeah, I know. It's it's almost, yeah, obviously the legal requirement as well. But once the big players in the industry are starting to do it and adapt it as well, it kind of will have to be passed on through the supply chain, won't it, to the smaller manufacturers and um, the principal contractors that kind of element as well the MBS actually they had a report out recently didn't they and they said that 25% of the 906 construction professionals interviewed have not yet adapted BIM um, but plan to do so in the next five years I guess that kind of just reflects our need but I'm interested to hear why you don't think that they would adopt it now because there are so many benefits in terms of the efficiencies for internal processes, saving money, reducing waste, those elements? Yeah, uh, it, it, it's, it, I suppose it can be viewed as hearsay quite a lot from some organisations, particularly the, the smaller ones, because any, any sort of change is going to mean investment. 
Um, a lot of companies see that investment as an overhead. They see it as a, it's an expense because there is a, a time you have to wait before you get your return on investment. So I think that's, a, that's always an obstacle. We see a lot of people, particularly in the regions, that will say if the client doesn't ask for it, we're not going to do it. Um, so they, a lot of people are just waiting for clients to require it for them to change which is unfortunate, again, because they don't understand that actually just, just changing yourself, just small changes in your own business will make you much more efficient in the way that you manage information. But for BIM to really take off and, and be a success, it has to be driven by the client anyway. Um, and if it's mm. managed in accordance with the international standards, then yes, absolutely, the whole supply chain does need to be involved. It's not a case of one person saying, I want BIM, and then the contractor to say, fine, we're going to give you BIM. It, it really doesn't work like that. It's, a, it's about managing information across the whole project, all the way down the supply chain. And it doesn't, doesn't need to mean a lot for a lot of people in the supply chain. The clients are going to have to change a lot. The designers are going to have to change quite a lot. The contractors certainly a lot. But for the supply chain that the contractors are, are employing, actually, it's really just a, about managing your information slightly differently in the way that you share that information with your contractor, with your client. It's not a massive change. And we've seen that with, with people that we've worked with in the, in the supply chain, what they're doing with their internal processes. They don't have to do a lot. Yeah, I think there's also there's that education piece that needs to be done as well, because so many people that I speak to within the industry, they don't. No one, well, a lot of people don't really know what BIM is. No. A lot of them think of it as objects or some kind of myth, which <laughs> is coming, but they don't really know how to address it. So I think, yeah, that education piece, and that's partly why we're here today, is to try and educate and to implement the processes which will make for a better future for everyone. Definitely, definitely. Um, and the misconception that it's about models is, is yes. still out there massively. Um, but the way that we try to sort of help people understand what we really mean by BIM, it is just digital information management. It's the same information you're used to sharing on projects currently, but just digitising it. And whilst you might think that a PDF or a Word document might be a digital version, yes, in some respects it is, but we need to be able to organise that digital information in such a way that it's reliable. And you know, we've been talking to people recently, try, trying to really put it into context and things like, um, yeah, if you if you go online to order something, whether it's from B&Q or Screwfix or something like that, you can type search words into their website and it will come up with a list of things that you want. You can select those things and you can order and pay online. The reason that's so fast is because it's digitised information and it's structured. Prior to that, we were flicking through paper catalogues, which are like as thick as a, a phone book or more, which is a really much more difficult way to find what you're looking for. And when you look at the supermarkets, you know, they've been doing this for such a long time. I don't suppose anybody listening to this will remember pre-barcode. But, you know, can you imagine trying to do an inventory or, or an audit of your stock levels in a shop the size of Tesco's without digital information, without being able to scan stuff? You just wouldn't be able to do it. And every other industry is going or ha is already in that space, but we're not. When we're maintaining our built facilities and we're looking for information about the window that's just broken or the fan that stopped working, we're still flicking through paper catalogues or a, a digital version of that paper catalogue, which is not searchable. And that's what we're really trying to talk about when we talk about BIM is the information becoming digital, digital reliable, searchable. Uh, and easier to use and, and that's it really yeah yeah 
Well, you make it sound very simple in a way. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I do also think going back a little bit in terms of the industry changing, but there are so many elements out there now, the skills shortage, modern methods of construction, which are kind of people are becoming more receptive to change. So I think that actually now for people to really jump on this and to exploit the benefits, I think it's critical. And also the sustainability as well. So reducing waste is on everyone's agenda at the moment. So there are multiple benefits to sort of jumping on this bandwagon, isn't it? And, And it's not even just a bandwagon because it is the future and it is the way that we will manage it going forward. Yes, it is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the pandemic has done a, a lot to sort of help that away. People are more receptive about it. Recently, in the, in the past four weeks, we've exploded with inquiries. So we're definitely seeing a, a change in attitude, whether that's just because, you know, lockdown has finished, everybody's back to work, everything that got paused during the pandemic is now on the go again. But, you know, we are, we are seeing some of our, our customers are, you know, when they start to dip their toe in if you like and start having a look to see what this is and that they'll do a little bit of they'll get us in to help us help them a little bit and they'll see the benefits very very quickly and then they want to push it further they want to do more um, because they can see the benefits um, out there and it doesn't have to be a huge cost Uh, it can be very cost effective and the efficiency is the the waste in the industry is is tremendous Uh, and that's not just wasting materials but it's the wasting time looking for bad information um, which needs to be needs to be solved definitely and yeah, you've got your sustainability like you said there's the carbon neutral agenda the fire safety bill coming out yeah, as a, yeah as an industry we, we have to get better and digital yeah it's not the be all and end all it's not gonna it's not the silver bullet that's going to solve all of our problems but it's definitely going to make life a lot easier and, and make our industry a lot better certainly and from our strategy from a marketing point of view obviously that's what we do um we are finding that it is becoming more of a business strategy as well but i was interested to um understand why clients you find are coming to you so what is their intention in sort of wanting to adapt this change well a lot of our clients are contractors uh, and quite often they have a, a requirement from their client to deliver BIM. Those requirements aren't always as uh, comprehensive as they need to be, um, but we are being approached to help the contractor to deliver digital information, which I suppose, you know, it's essentially these organisations need to be doing it themselves, but obviously we're a business, we need that work as well anyway, but they need somebody to help them and that's what we do. We go in and help them. We try not to just be the person that does it for them because that's not what BIM's about. It's about working collaboratively together, so we help them form teams. We help them manage that information and digitise it and hand it over. Um, but our real, really where we're trying to go down, we're, we're looking at client organisations as being a, the, having the biggest impact on industry. And we're, that's what we're seeing a lot more of now is client inquiries coming in. Uh, and, I, and I think that is a big push, not just because of the, the fire safety bill coming into 2023, uh, the construction playbook that the there's been another mandate for the infrastructure authority uh, there's just been a lot more noise i think made so we're seeing people like your local authorities and those that are arms length bodies of, of local government they're the ones i think that are that are really starting to feel the need to change yeah i agree and i think that responsibility is again across 
all the parties now as well, isn't it? And uh, it is because as soon as they start to change, that their first port of call, you know, they'll come to us. We will help them with a business strategy, business case, and develop what their requirements should look like, so that they can then go out and procure the project. And I think we're going to see a big shockwave coming through the industry, particularly regionally, when these clients are sending out those requirements all of a sudden it's not a nice to have anymore it's uh, well actually if we want this work if we want to tender for this work we need to be able to do that and i can see what's probably going to happen is that you know, consultants like myself are going to start getting a lot of inquiries asking can you help us deliver these requirements uh, and that's a good thing because that's going to be a big push for people to start getting upskilled it's not going to be consultants doing it all the time they're going to need to start sort of educating their own businesses and yeah, that, that's where we sort of help out as well like to deliver the training that they need to deliver those requirements i mean i'm a, obviously a massive advocate of digital we're we're a very archaic industry and we need to we need to move forward if you yeah, don't no. you get left behind you know it, it, it's true and we've seen a lot of casualties in the industry so all i would say to people listening to this is don't be a casualty yes no i completely agree and um yeah it's um from a strategy as well point of view and it's really important for us to be able to have this knowledge and this understanding so we can work with partners as we do it built for to really collaborate and to bring in the experts when needed um so yeah it's really great and like you say for the construction industry to survive firms really need to be investing in digital technology um and yeah and i'm sure you'd agree matt that whilst we have it's a little bit negative in terms of behind there is an exciting shift coming and there is momentum building with manufacturers and designers so what we have this call it though it is coming so yeah it's an exciting opportunity i think for all, all parties involved don't be scared of it embrace it that's what i say <laughs> yeah, we all adapted to change quite well really within the last two two years or so absolutely so. yes yeah, yeah.